It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, Meg Herber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Hidware USA. And uh, we're brought to you today by promoshow.com. And uh, I've got a nice little read for you. Uh, some, some stat updates, if you will. I'm sure you've heard these stats before, but we've got some much more improved stats for you, okay? Promoshow.com has generated 11,000 unique individual users and uh, generating over 50,000 page views, resulting in thousands, thousands of connections, thousands of you know, actual video chats and presentations and, uh, you know, excellent generation of sales. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance to check out promoshow.com, you guys really need to get over there. I mean, 11,000 unique users uh, and, and 50,000 page views is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it just shows you the traction that's being made over there. So you've got to get to promoshow.com and check out all of the uh, suppliers that are exhibiting there in the virtual trade show arena and uh, get all the latest news and updates from folks like Meg Erber at SNS Activewear. Speaking of Meg Erber, she's with us on this podcast. Meg, say hello to the folks. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I don't We're know also... why I did like a Kermit voice there. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just need coffee. <laughs> oh, good. It's also, like a Monday today. <laughs> also joined by a uh, normal co-host, Stephen McFadden from Perfect Promotions and More. Hello, hello. And if you're checking us out live on Facebook, uh, Promo Corner's Facebook page uh, or at promoshow.com, you can also see that we were joined today by John R.B. Cudahy with Raining Rose. John, say hello. Keanu Reeves. Folks. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Glad to have you here. So today's topics. You did. That's definitely some, uh, some, some quarantine hair don't care, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. sure. I'm a little disappointed, though. You've shaved the beard a bit. I did this morning for the first time in about a month and a half. Why? I, I wanted to see it. Today, I wanted yeah. to see it, you know, full, fully blown out, you know, I just didn't want to show you up, but no, you didn't want to show me. You show me. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Fair enough. I mean, I, I have trimmed mine nope. back as well. So there's that. There's that. I shaved my legs two days ago. So there's that. <laughs> there you go. Fair <laughs> enough. <TMI. laughs> so uh, listen, today's topics, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about USA Made and sort of, uh, you know, any challenges that, that uh, you know, brings to the table or any benefits that it brings to the table. We're also going to get John Cudahy's and uh, uh, I guess personal perspective on uh, the pandemic and, and sort of his take, what he's doing professionally, uh, you know, or unprofessionally. Uh, in the marketplace as far as, you know, adapting and what we're doing there. And uh, it's just going to be a nice little dialogue today, guys. So uh, welcome. Sure. Thanks for joining us. And uh, John, why don't you give everybody just a little brief background on yourself? Uh, you know, two, two to three minutes, no, no more than that. I'm cutting you off after that. Well, my name's John Cudahy and currently with Raining Rose, which is a personal care manufacturer in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. About 99% of the products that we do carry, we do in the uh, good old US of A. Been in the industry for uh, 15 years or so. Um, currently on the Sagney Foundation board as the chair of the, uh, the fundraising committee. Currently the Sagney immediate past president. 
Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's, that's he's me. cut off. <laughs> that's me. Is that in two minutes? Awesome. I'm flustered because you gave me a you gave me. A I know. I was yeah. I was like, you only have two to three minutes. John, are you uh, were you the youngest sitting president on any board ever? I was the youngest president of SAGNY. On Sagney. any board ever? Well, yep, in, in our is, industry, you know what I mean. Well, um, I don't know about well, in the industry, but for the, the 65 years that SAGNY has been in, in, around, I'm the youngest president in history. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm younger than John. I think I might have that taken. Oh, are you? I didn't realize you were president. <laughs> Uh, I, I think you get to that echelon. I was yeah. pre president last year at the age of oh, 33 and, and president this year as well. Whoops. <laughs> I pay attention. Yeah, sure you do. That's all right. CPPA is not in your territory anymore. Know, Anyhow, this podcast it. isn't about me. John, tell us more about you. <laughs> uh, so anyhow. What's, so what's your role at Raining Rose? What do you, tell us a little bit about um, your role at Raining Rose and, and how it came to be. Because uh, I'm kind of curious. I know you were, you were a little bit everywhere for a little bit. Somewhere. Yeah, my uh, my career has been a little uh, rocky, uh, you know, recently. Uh, re uh, actually, tomorrow is my one-year anniversary at Raining Road, and um, I am the Northeast Sales Executive, so I handle everything from Virginia to Maine. Um, and like I said earlier, we're a personal care manufacturer uh, in Iowa, so we make lip balms, uh, lotions, hand sanitizers, uh, sunscreens. And um, it's been uh, pretty crazy to yeah. say the least, uh, recently with, uh, with everything going on. But, you know, being a, a USA manufacturer, it has definitely helped us be a little more um, advantageous with everything going on. Is everything so, that you guys manufacture made in the U.S.? Yep. We carry uh, a couple imported items. Um, but like I said, 97, 98% of everything is made in the U.S.A. So one of the one of the thoughts I had about the the Made in the USA and why Raining Rose and you came to mind. Um, obviously, right now everyone's trying to get their hands on PPE type pieces, and I know uh, Raining Rose does a lot of hand sanitizer. And one of the things I think me and you have chatted about was uh, starting to look at producing, uh, you know, converting some of the machinery and and doing more sanitizer made in the USA. And I think that's something that a lot of people are are curious about. I wasn't sure if you wanted to give us some of the insight as to how that process has been that you know about. I mean, obviously there's a lot of pieces moving there and everything from making sure you guys don't explode when you convert machines to, to, uh, to, to you know, just that whole process. But do you want to give a little insight as to that? Yeah, so there's, when it comes to hand sanitizer and uh, ethanol, there's a lot of uh, FDA guidelines that you need to follow. So one of the one of the toughest to to manage is how much inventory do you have? When is that shipping? So you don't have more than you're allowed to have. Um, so we, because we are FDA audited, because a bigger chunk of our business is what we call the contract side or manufacturing for brands in the retail space, you know, we need to make sure that we are adhering by the rules um, as close as possible. So that's that's kind of the biggest hurdle right now. Uh, is just making sure that we're adhering to those guidelines. Second, you know, the same machinery that we're going to use to fill hand sanitizer, we're also going to use to fill lotion, to fill sunscreen. So it's kind of that, um, you know, that decision, what are we going to focus on? So focusing on hand sanitizer does lead to 
um, you know, diminished inventory and other capacities. So just trying to balance that has been, has been very, very tough. One, one aspect where we, it actually helped us is because of those guidelines, because of the, the FDA audits that we go through all the time, um, you know, safety on, on the production floor was easy. You know, we were already doing so much with hair nets and gloves and face masks. You know, we did run into this machine that would have six workers on it now only has four workers or two workers. Um, you know, instead of doing overtime shifts, you know, we had to keep shift non-overlapping, uh, no employees, you know, on shift one or shift two because if someone gets sick, you know, now you're shutting down two shifts. So we, um, these are just easy fixes that we did just to keep everybody safe. And um, it's been very, very beneficial for us, you know, still getting product out in a timely manner and uh, still keeping everybody safe. So how have you managed that demand? Because I mean, obviously hand sanitizers and face masks, I think have been the biggest, uh, the biggest challenge over the last, you know, six to eight weeks, probably you know, maybe even longer than that. But, uh, you know, I think uh, other than, uh, you know, some of the other stuff that's out there, nitro gloves and whatever, but uh, hand sanitizer specifically, since we're talking about raining rows and what you guys are producing, and you're talking about how do you how do you sort of move you know production from one product to another? Like, how have you guys managed hand sanitizers, and and you know what's what's that look like for you guys now? Um, it gets better by the day. You know, one we uh, did right off the bat is you know with the uncertainty coming down, you know when were we going to have inventory? Um, we didn't want to accept orders while everything was going crazy because we didn't want to promise something to our clients that we had no idea when we were going to get in. Um, and I think by limiting that av uh, availability and just keeping constant contact, letting people know when it was available, pre-selling it, getting those orders out, um, that really helped us uh, manage capacities in all departments, not just uh, hand sanitizer, but like I said, lotion and sunscreens are on the same machine. So that allowed us to kind of spread it out give us a better uh, big picture on what needed to get done when. Um, one of the tough things as well is, you know, relying on our manufacturers to get the, to get the materials that we do need. Um, you know, ethanol right now is very, very hard to come by. Well, good ethanol is. I mean, if you get a batch of hand sanitizer and it smells like tequila and wasn't made in a distillery, that is, uh, you know, just unrefined ethanol. And so getting the the good quality raws that we needed to, to uh, produce the product that we would stand behind was definitely uh, uh, a big challenge. You know, on top of that, what we're running into now is just bottle components. You know, getting, yeah. a, getting a, a half ounce bottle or a, a two ounce bottle with a carabiner or whatever it is, you know, our manufacturers can't keep up. With when this whole thing happened, you know, the supply chain kind of got thrown out the window and anybody who could get their hands on hand sanitizer and hand sanitizer components were. And that uh, made it difficult for the people who specialize in that to, to really put the product out there that, that can stand behind, you know, that safety that is, meets our quality uh, standards. So that's getting better. Um, the components, the bottles, it's still a little rough, but getting a good product, good raws in is definitely uh, getting better, getting easier. Yeah. I feel like that would be one of the biggest challenges with USA made is just like the inability to scale production as much as you can, you know, elsewhere, you know, so it sounds like that's probably something that you guys are sort of teetering on as well. Yeah. And also, you know, like I said earlier, maintaining that quality, you mm -hmm. know, it'd be easy to get subpar ingredients in and make a subpar product just to capitalize on the demand. 
um, but that's not something Raining Rose uh, is willing to do. We want to make sure that uh, our clients are safe and in turn, Stephen clients are safe by giving a product that meets all our specifications, meets all our guidelines, uh, both safety and quality. 100%. Meg, uh, you guys have some USA made product as well, if I'm not mistaken. Do you have any, any insight or any intake on what, what's happening with uh, USA made products and sort of the challenges or possible challenges with that? Well, I will say prior to COVID, I know I was a very big advocate of trying to get some of our mills that produce USA made t-shirts to really amp up production with it being an election year. I was like, if you build it, we'll sell it basically. You know, we need those core colors, especially the reds, the royals, the navies, whites, grays, blacks, but then COVID hit and everything kind of on our end was just about masks and how quickly we get them. We need them yesterday type thing. So last what two months now, it's really been more about masks but what i am seeing is that now people are wanting more of the usa made masks you know or you know hey can i get the usa made t-shirt so i can cut them myself type type deal but as far as usa made products i know sns stocks about 140 150 different styles from masks to bags to hats and t-shirts but uh, I think just in general, just from being in the PPE promotional product pages and the promotional product professional pages, <laughs> um, I'm, we are seeing an uptake, I think, in trends of requests for USA made styles. I know I was actually talking to Megan Zezo yesterday about this and uh, I'm going to actually read back to you what she said because I, she goes, I think I've been hanging out with my my dad and Ben too long because I am literally just regurgitating everything that they're saying. So basically she just said, um, sorry, I've been trying to pull up the text here. Sorry. She goes, yes, it's getting harder to trust the products coming out of China with the amount of counterfeit items that have been coming into the U S in the past couple months. Uh, also not to mention the Chinese government has been purposely holding up medical exports because of the trade war. So purchasing domestic products is, is just better for the consumer and our, our national economy. So I mean, there's a lot of moving parts to it. I mean, even with John, like he's making the, the products, but the components, like he can't even, are they all USA made too, John, the components? For the yeah, hand sanitizers the, and stuff? the lip balm tubes, the bottles, yeah, those are all USA made too. Okay. And people don't want to go overseas to get this. And even overseas manufacturers couldn't keep up with the demand that, that they were getting. You know, the, the overseas items that we do carry, we just couldn't get. Yeah. Since cleaned up. Um, but I'll agree 100% with you, Meg, you know, I need USA made hand sanitizer. That's all people were asking for. Yeah. People don't want to put something on their bodies, especially in personal care items that is going to go on their face or in their body. That's not made here right now. It's just, it's just the way it is. I personally don't either. So, yeah, so Meg, I'm actually going to, I'm actually, gonna, I know, uh, I know. I'm sorry. I know what you're no, going to say. No, no, no. I'm going to, I'm going to conflict <laughs> with you a little bit because I, I feel like that was a little bit of false information being put out there. I don't, th I don't think anything's being held up in China because of the trade war. Um, I think anything that's getting held back is there, there are a lot of counterfeit items. There's a lot of people that are trying to sneak in, like if yeah. you're talking face masks specifically, yeah. a lot of people trying to pass in, uh, non-medical grade stuff for medical grade stuff. You have to have the right certifications. And, you know, obviously if you're not playing uh, the game with the Chinese government, then, you know, they're probably not going to let you get it out either. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, the fact of dealing with a, a communist country. Um, but ultimately I, and nothing is getting held up because of the trade war. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to disagree with that to my knowledge. You know, I could be wrong. I would love somebody, you know, that, that is more knowledgeable on, on the topic than myself to prove me wrong. But, um, yeah, I don't think anything's getting trade up, uh, held up because of that. 
A um, couple comments on Facebook. Uh, Brett Schaefer says, don't F this up, JRBC. Too late. Um, Jeremy Witt yeah. says, uh, not, not to embarrass himself, uh, but uh, wants to know if John could tell him uh, the best hand, hand sanitizer that's out there. His daughter is diabetic and uh, always wants to find a great quality sanitizer for uh, just a, a go-to hand sanitizer you would recommend compared to all of the other crazy sanitizers that are out there. Uh, my only question, uh, I was wondering, uh, cheers, John. And then he said to his question, brand-wise, that is what he was uh, looking for. Do you have a particular brand, brand wise that you'd look for? So just for the, before you answer this, Jeremy is not in our industry. So he oh, might, okay. uh, he might not understand what, when we're talking about it as, as well either. So just, I don't know. <laughs> no. And that's really, really tough. I mean, you know, you just want to look for um, a USA made product and uh, just something clean, the less ingredients, the better. Um, when that comes pretty much to anything. Uh, as far as brands go, you know, I, I honestly don't know. Sorry. I wish I had a better answer for you. But anything fortified with aloe, anything that has as clean ingredients as possible is definitely going to be the best bet. Fair enough. So John, John uh, curious here. So I know Raining Rose is one of the, the very few B Corps in our industry. How has, um, how has that been challenged, I guess, over the past couple of months just being with that so much stuff has to change, right? You know, there's a lot of moving parts. I'm just curious, is, is there been any uh, struggle with trying to maintain that, you know, that certification going through all the different changes? Is there, has there been a little bit of leeway there? Or has that, has it helped you? No, um, you know, as a, because we weren't willing to diminish our quality and diminish our product to uh, take advantage of the situation, you know, nothing's changed there. You know, we haven't changed awesome. our stance to um, put out lesser quality ingredients or buy lesser quality um, raws to, to make a product. We, we stand behind the, the same set of rules and, and goals that we always have. And maybe that diminished our ability to capitalize on it. But, you know, that's one thing that we do stand firm on. Yeah, fair enough. What else, guys? Well, I do think it's always good to to revisit the same points we made a long time ago with the meet in the USA, and I think now it kind of just rings a little bit differently. You know, one of the one of the things we say is just because it's made out of the USA doesn't mean it's not providing USA jobs. You know, I think Jeff right. talked to that uh, a lot with the business model you guys have there. Um, you know, just because something, you know, because it's not a core competency of the USA, you know, you think a lot about apparel. You know, just the textile you know, industry isn't really set up here in the U.S., uh, but there is also a lot of other places besides China, you know, Central America and Bangladesh and Turkey. And, um, but I think we also have to consider like it still provides jobs for the people in the U.S. Right now, I know with the, with the huge focus on the economy being down, I think there's a lot of people that I see two sides. One is I'm scared of stuff coming from overseas because it has the disease, right? Like that's what I've heard people say. And I'm like, well, we technically have more cases than anybody, so I don't know if that's a good uh, reason to uh, to not want to get it. And then two, it's like we don't want to support the economy, and I think that's valid. You know, I think there's there's that side of it as well. Just not neglecting that stuff coming from overseas will still affect the economy in a different way, uh, but we don't want to take away if there's someone that can do it in the U.S. Problem is the the economy side of it. If the economy is down, 
and the stuff in the USA costs so much more, can people still afford it, right? So there's there's that side. But yeah, any any thoughts on just that whole mindset of what's what should we be focusing on to help, you know, in what little way we can in the US, um, where kind of our strengths are as it relates to the industry and maybe the USA stuff. Any yeah. any day now, John. <laughs> any, any day. This is this is where you talk. Anybody? <laughs> Brett, Brett, I, I told you. Brett Schaefer, I told you. It's, it's, yeah, too, late. it's too late. It's already after dark. Brett threw me off my game big time. <laughs> Usually, was, I shut down Facebook, so I can't read it at all. And yeah. I'm, yeah. That was can heavy. You, There's a lot there. Question. Yeah. Oh lord, that was only a three <laughs> minute. It was only a three minute question. I think so, that's yeah, why that's, we're all like, butterflies. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, presenting those ideas, uh, those made in the USA ideas, I, I agree with you 100%. There's things we're good at and things we're not good at. I think there's certain instances where um, cost is going to outweigh um, quality every day of the week. So I think knowing who you're dealing with, knowing your, your, your clients and understanding their needs. You know, like Meg said earlier, if you're putting an inner on your body, I think you want to know exactly where it came from and know exactly who's making it. 100%. Um, so I think presenting those options, maybe if well, it's not an issue, you do both. Good, better, best. You know, that's really my approach to, to every opportunity. Um, and no, you're going to land on something. It may be coming from overseas, but just as you said, Stephen, those blank t-shirts coming in are still providing jobs and providing opportunities here. Yeah, so oh, definitely, definitely. Our industry, you know, you see it all the time, supporting USA Made, and, and that's the buzzword right now, and people are going to do that. And then as, as we forget about what's going on and get over it, it's going to be that, that same race to the bottom that it has been for as long as I've been in the industry. You know, sell your soul for two cents. So. Well, I do think I do think the two things that are are especially trending right now are not only the USA made, but also sustainability. So I think people are are industries and and products are trying to really sell on those trends right now. Um, and that, and actually, Jeremy Picker on on our Facebook live feed, I made an excellent point, and I can't drive this in enough. He said customer service matters, and I'm gonna give an example. But he's made in the USA is not enough for many people. Their service needs to be just as good, if not better, than overseas firms. I've had many bad experiences with made in the USA factories. I think the rest, they rest on their laurels because they have the badge. I 100% can agree with him on that. Yep, I've personally yep, too. been in, um, in a bidding war with a USA made company with my own customer. And it's just very frustrating. Uh, not only that, you know, there's, we, as a distributor, you guys have options, okay? You have options to go from a, a drinkware company or a headwear company that's made here in the USA or one that's overseas. Before COVID, I think it really was a price matters type deal. Like price outweighed a lot of things. Price outweighed sustainability for the most part. You know, about 10 years ago, there was another big push on sustainability, but it was like an idea, like an idea that everyone wanted to be part of, but this is $2 cheaper. So I'm going to go with the one that's going to end up in a landfill type thing. So I know that's been a battle, but I think right now with the, the chains, the changes in the trends, <laughs> sorry, I'm like, what, what do you guys think? Uh, it was just a really good comment that came through on Facebook. Finish your, finish your talk. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, what? Sorry. oh about the bourbon. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, J Jason Frank said the only good thing that he's had made in the USA right now is whiskey, bourbon, and moonshine. <laughs> hell yes. Hell, hell to the yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, I think it does matter with customer service. Like, and that's, that is a really big part of it. I, you know, customer service. Sorry. Now you can go. <laughs> no, you're all good. No, I, I was, I was going to say that, you know, back to the, the USA made thing and, and, you know, USA jobs, uh, you're hundred percent correct. I know, uh, shout out to lead, uh, rest in peace for this year. Um, you know, that was one of the talking topics that we always took to, to Capitol Hill when we did lead, uh, you know, when we're advocating for the industry uh, as a part of that is that, you know, USA jobs, like, listen, just because, you know, a lot of the goods that are imported are a lot because a lot of the goods are imported doesn't necessarily mean that the value add is not being made here. Like 70% of the actual value of the product is added here in the United States. Yes. You know, we're importing blank product and then we're adding the value to it. We're adding the logo to the product oh, the jobs being supported. You know, we're, uh, you know, an industry full of 97% small businesses. You know, it's, we're supporting a lot of folks uh, in this industry, whether the product is being manufactured in the U S or not. Um, you know, but absolutely, I think if you can, uh, you know, definitely, you know, USA made is great. Uh, if you've got the time, if you've got the, you know, the budget for it. Um, and yeah, I would also agree. Sustainability is definitely a huge topic right now, especially, you know, with all the disposable masks that have been put out there. Uh, that's a big topic for folks right now. Um, you know, it's, it's not the corporate, uh, corporate social thing to do to, to have that much, uh, what do you call it? The brand fill? You know, where yeah. you're just, you know, throw, throwing all that stuff in, into the waste bin, basically, you know, disposable masks and whatnot. Um, you know, if you're doing something washable, reusable, then you've got that, uh, you know, in your, in your back pocket, at least you're, you know, being a little bit more corporate social responsibility uh, minded, if you will. Uh, all right. Closing remarks, guys. Meg, any, anything else to add to the topic? Well, maybe that's the topic, but I know right now. Things are getting a little bit better, as John said, as far as production-wise, as far as economy-wise a little bit, as far as just our lives are starting to get a little bit better with the nation opening up slowly. Um, and I know I promised somebody I would do a little bit better on the look, because last year I looked like I had just given up. So I did do my hair, and I am wearing a t-shirt, but I am sporting the 76ers because they're opening up practices, and I'm just so excited. I just, I'm not even a big basketball fan. Just what sports? Like it's sports. sports. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all Bring it is. So, all right. Sorry. I'm Go so Philly. disappointed. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I'm like this time of year. It's like hardcore postseason NHL hockey. Like I'm so disappointed. We have not had any any hockey, man. Uh, well, did you it, see it, they're going to do like well, a 2014? Coming back, but yeah, yeah. I know, but it's something. It's something. Yeah, it, it, hurt, it, it hurts me down deep. But uh, <laughs> at least there's football coming. Hopefully, not going to Steven. Stephen, any uh, any closing remarks? No, I think uh, I think John made a great point with the uh, you know everyone normally is focusing on the race to the bottom. I think over the past two months, it's been a race for availability, um, and I think that that's going to start to change as availability becomes all right. Now that we have the stuff, let's now focus on quality because now that everyone has the stuff in their hands and they've gotten whatever they they've gotten, <laughs> they're like okay, now let's get now let's get some better stuff. You know, now let's now that we've got something, let's go get some nicer pieces. And I think that's where, you know, obviously Rainy Rose has kind of been both. You know, they've, they've been available when they've had the stuff, and then now they're pushing out quality. They've always been pushing out quality pieces, so I think that's going to be a good fit. Appreciate all the comments you got, John. Yep. Shout out to Lindsey Davis, Alyssa Inkrot, and the whole Raining Rose crew, huh? Yeah. Nice. John, any, any, uh, any closing remarks from you, sir? Um, 
you know, regardless, obviously, let's focus on a USA made, but Meg, uh, whoever said that comment, when it comes down to customer service, that's the key. I mean, there's been many nights where I'm sitting on my couch after a long day and I get a text message from Steve at 1030 at night asking me a question. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, those opportunities when he says, hey, do you have this? No, I don't. But this is what we're looking at. Okay, I'll be in touch. And just providing that level of service, just in being honest and open and, and doing whatever you can just to keep that level of service as, as high as possible. That's one of the cornerstones of Raining Rose and that we hear, you know, every single week about how awesome we are to work with and have a great product on top of that. So am I, am I on list? Up, baby. Like am I on a list or in a book over there? Or like if the number rings, like I'm not, they're not the answer. <laughs> This one. <laughs> like a do not call list, but first, not answer. Yeah. Yeah, do yeah. not answer list. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. 5 p.m. No. Guys, uh, I appreciate it so much. Uh, again, you know, if if John is raining rose, you guys are also uh, doing the virtual trade show over at promoshow.com too, aren't you? Yeah, we are. We yeah. have uh, uh, three of our outside reps. So this is John and Quinn on there every single day. So stop by, say hello. There you go. So if you're interested in getting more information from Raining Rose, SNS Activewear, all the other great uh, suppliers that are exhibiting over at promoshow.com, you should head over there and check it out. Um, and uh, guys, I really appreciate you being here today. John, thank you so much. Uh, I don't know why, but you're one of my best friends in the industry. And uh, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show today. It's Meg. awesome to finally be on the show and not have to scream at my radio and in my car when you say something. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough. I, I didn't get a whole lot of rebuttal from you today, though. I'm kind of disappointed. This was supposed to be a yeah. little bit more heated debate today, you know? <laughs> Anyhow, you just want to fight. I think we're just literally looking for any type of action at this point. Like, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to pick a fight with Meg. Like, oh. seriously, I'm, I'm that dumb right now. <laughs> I'm bucks on Meg. Yeah, I I got thirty bucks on. I have a barn that's open up. You're like an hour, two hour stops. Come on up. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Appreciate you all, and uh, join us next week. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit PromoCorner.com.